Hey everybody, what's up? It's your man Jeffrey from ChiRadio.ca. Uh, we're here at North Country Fair. I'm joined here with my partner Shannon. Hey, how's it going? I'm also joined here by Senior Groups Alaska. Guys, how are you doing? Good, I'm Trevor. Murray. Shay, what's going on guys? Killer. Uh, you guys playing tonight? Uh, did you play last night as well? Or was your first time playing tonight? Yeah, we played last night on the main stage here at 9.30 p.m. It was beautiful. The sun was just, I guess, not really setting this time of year, but it's starting to get a little bit darker. and. I feel like we we spent a lot of energy up there last night, but we saved some gas in the tank. We're playing tonight at 1 a.m. too, so we're just trying to pace ourselves to that. Nice. Is it your first time at North Country Fair? I think we've all kind of had a weekend up here individually, just like partying and hanging out. I know Murray played one time, and uh, I don't know, I had a wild experience here, so I've always wanted to come back and play it and experience it from the other side. Yeah, first year playing though. No kidding. How did you guys make the jump from uh, festival guests to performers? I think this is a, well I guess there's a lot of people on the board who, who we're friends with and they've kind of been vouching for us for the last couple of years I think so Lori, I guess bless her heart for having us this year, she, she took the chance on us and hopefully she doesn't regret it and we can come back and do it a couple of years from now and start making a tradition out of this because I think we've we played a lot of festivals kind of in the Alberta area and around Edmonton and Calgary and whatnot, and this has been on our radar for a long time. So For sure. This so, is like the OG Alberta festival. Yeah, this is you know, this is kind of where you come to cut your teeth and, and get your chops in the festival it's world. It's legendary. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as I can see back at Edmonton, you guys are one of the biggest bands in the city right now. I, from, I would say, like, yeah. I see you guys around, you guys are doing great. Uh, what, uh, what's been going on lately? Where have you been playing? Have you been, I know you, were you guys on tour recently? Uh, we did do like a three-month one kind of after we put out the last record and then actually we kind of took most of the winter off We did like we're mostly doing weekends right now We went and did some recording in Vancouver and we're gonna go back to Vancouver Island to do some more recording in September yeah. Got a uh, Edmonton Folk Fest coming up and we're doing Squamish and yeah a couple yeah, other festivals good handful of festivals this summer but it's been a uh, as far as Edmonton goes though back to there I feel like We've been working really hard for the last eight or nine years, and that city, I mean, we've had the, the opportunity to see a lot of other cities now, but Edmonton's still, yeah. just the way the music scene, I guess, breeds so much support and so much community, we're so lucky to have been coming from there. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be doing anything we are doing if it wasn't for the Edmonton music scene, so to hear you say that we're one of the biggest fans in Edmonton feels pretty good, but <laughs> yeah, we worked really sure. hard for it, and we, <laughs> that's not all on us for sure. There's a lot of people who made that possible. So. 100%. How did you guys come together as a band? Well, I guess we've we've known each other for a long time. We've yeah. uh, guys Murray, like friends grew up. And yeah, I've, I've known Murray five since years we were old, yeah. five, and then Shay we met when we were like ten or eleven. So we were all buddies before any of us played played any instruments. And then we kind of just I guess it was just accidental. It was like playing dodgeball. We would just jam for fun without any intentions of ever playing any live shows. And it, it was weird in like junior high school, totally simultaneously and totally randomly, we each started playing our instruments, and they just happened to be the right instruments to make. A normal three-piece band. <laughs> yeah. So, like, well, I'm a drummer. And I'm a bass player. Honestly, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. it, it kind of felt like a pretty natural progression. We used to play with with a lot of other people as well, and we were the backing band for lots of bands for a, a number of years before I'd ever been writing songs. So I, I really started writing songs when I was probably about 17, but I started playing guitar and learning songs when I was probably 12 or 13 years old. So there was a big chunk of time where we just we played with a ton of people and played all different genres, and then I think we kind of found our own voice. We had an old vintagey Beatlesy inspired kind of sound that I think we're still always growing and changing but when you guys are coming up in the scene did you guys have like a mentor band that was really helpful if you guys uh, finding your way things like that I think it was actually honestly more the venues, I yeah think, I was too, gonna say we had a we had 
Wonder Bar in Edmonton kind of. Wonder Bar! I grew up right around there. Yeah, yeah that place is sweet. It's so Martel. tiny, like yeah, so no, good. Yeah. And it wasn't about the place, it was about the people and the and the positivity behind it. But. Yeah, we ended up on a ton of bills with, with you know, all types of bands, like, you know, punk bands, metal bands, folk bands, pop bands, any band, and a lot of touring bands too. The guys that run that place were really like, really encouraging for us to, to get out of the city and try to tour more. And so they, they would kind of put us on bills every month with touring bands that we played to, play to, you know, basically our parents and a couple other people, but it, we'd make those connections with, with bands that were coming through town and it really helped to kind of, you know, give us the boost to get out of the city and, and start touring. And so we, we owe so much to, not only the venue, but all the the, the bands that we played with, totally. with around that community, right? It was it when, was pretty a special. It was really a special place. Yeah, and all the local bands around that same time too. Like when we were starting out, we were you know you're, the thing with Edmonton, like I was saying before, I guess just like everyone, we were all buds and we were all cheering for each other. And not to say that that doesn't exist in other bigger cities, but we've definitely gotten the vibe when you play sometimes in the bigger cities, you know, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. You get a little bit more of a cutthroat kind of existence like these bands are always trying to get one up on each other and I don't want to that's generalizing and I know that's not always the case but well, I think I it's like, like Edmonton I've never felt that like it's always been supportive I think it's like with Toronto and Vancouver like you get bands from all over the country going there mm -hmm. you know because they've outgrown wherever they're from yeah. and Edmonton's kind of like that place where you know you you can outgrow it and you yeah. want to do that and they it's start the shallow end of the swimming pool yeah. but it's, it's the most fun it's place a thick to one though. <laughs> exactly yeah, it's a thick say. one place to be hanging out. But. When you guys were coming up, do you guys have a moment that you remembered that was a kind of like a making it moment? Like, hey, this is actually working out. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's it's a slow, like, yeah, consistent, consistent process of just actually just keep doing it because you'd expect that. But I guess we all, the closest I would say is when we moved in together, we got a band house and lived there for two years. And like, financially, that made it feasible for us to be like, hey, let's quit our day jobs and let's just make sure we're doing enough as a band to be paying rent. And we're all living under one roof. And so that was kind of like, that was the jumping off point, I guess. And that was Committing probably, to it. Yeah, just yeah. just really going for it. But there was a lot of work and hesitation up until that point, but it felt like we were ready for it. And definitely don't regret it one bit. Right now, we feel like we're retiring early and then we're going to have to get jobs <laughs> later on in life. So we're just trying to enjoy Push this. Push that off as long as possible. Honestly, just trying to enjoy this as much as we can. Uh, now that Wonder Bar is closed, do you guys have a favorite venue to play in the city? Ooh. Well, we've been doing the Starlight the last few times. Like, I, I feel like growing up, we were we didn't really like the Starlight that much. Like, the, maybe it was always the cool old management. Play, but... Yeah, it was like the old management maybe wasn't like the right vibe. And now, like a couple of our buds who used to run the pawn shop are like took over. Yeah, at, Tyson uh, and JFK. Oh, yeah, JFK is the man. Yeah, yeah. you know, you know <laughs> yeah. JFK is one of our biggest support. Like, he got us going too. He saw us at the pawn shop and. First thing he ever said, well, he came up and was like, let's do shots of Jaeger, because you know JFK, <laughs> yeah. he's drinking Jaeger like it's apple juice, but... He started repping our sweater at, uh, like, our hard hoodie at each own B-Town show, like, hardcore shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty sweet. That guy's legit, and he's all about the community, too. Oh, like, yeah. that's a big piece of it, you know, right there. Tyson's great dude, too, He told us so. we reminded him of Jimmy Eat World, which, like, I never thought about that. But I was like, I was like we'll honestly, dude, I'll take it from you. That's pretty sick. I'll take that for sure, but... Uh, the, now, nowadays, I mean, there's, like, the aviary is doing a great job. It's the people who used to run the artery in Edmonton, which got shut down. Philip and Mark Muse, they're... There's a lot of selflessness and a lot of just a lot of passion and support still in the music scene, and I feel like we've kind of outgrown some of those smaller venues, and it's it's almost a shame because I wish we could go back to those days of the Wonder Bar. We were talking about this yeah. last night. And Everybody does. We were playing sure, once yeah. a week there, and now we play twice a year in Edmonton because we're fortunate enough to bring out a bigger crowd. But it's like. You know, it changes the dynamic for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, exactly. Sure. You can't don't get the freedom if you do like, man. I remember like at the Wonder Bar, guys just walking through the crowd playing guitars. Oh yeah, like it's that. all. You know, it's, like, it's all. It was sick. You grew. I mean, we grew up there without 
we call it like it was like our home ice you know there was, yeah <laughs> there was no monitors which like for musicians is like the sound you get back at yourself for the people out there who, who don't know and that usually helps a lot on stages but at wonder bar they just had speakers for the audience and that also really kind of made you learn how to just play and muscle not, memory yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're, like we've had a lot of bad deal. sound checks and a lot of bad sound and it never really stresses it out because we we grew up in yeah. those like just down to, yeah, <laughs> super down-to-earth scenarios and i feel like we wouldn't be anywhere that we are today if it wasn't for that upbringing and then edmonton is very very good for that when you guys hit the road is there a place you really want to go all the time a place you like to like a home away from home kind of thing what do you guys think i think we're getting more of those in Europe these yeah. days. I oh, love a, damn. I love a, lot of, legit. a lot of spots in Germany, and we have some really good friends in the Netherlands who we some like. Some beautiful places over there, too. Yeah, we have, like, there's one place we stay in the Netherlands called uh, Inderimbo. It's, I guess it means in the jungle. But it's, like, a cabin, like, a little community there. And the Netherlands is so small that we basically, like, stay there, and we'll just do, like, day trips to various cities. And, yeah. and there's, like, a great community we've kind of been welcomed into there so I, I guess I really that does like feel like a home away from home that's, that's a pretty, like my, that's, yeah. a pretty, that's an oasis and Europe just tour, compared but. to western Canada so easy to get around oh, like, it's, oh my God. it's like so harsh <laughs> yeah. over here like yeah. okay here's six hours let's go honestly right. I think it helps like it helps perseverance because we grew up you know like you just get used to that that's the norm our first couple tours we drive across Canada sometimes 14 16 20 hours just to play a show you know in between shows I think our first when, our first tour was First cross Canada tour was Edmonton to Halifax and back, and I think we played. Bus? I think we played. No, oh, driving in a '91 Corolla. Kid you not. I think we played ten shows in three weeks or something like that. For four weeks, <laughs> so it was just just driving. Corolla, we, we, were, yes. we probably drove like, you know, eighteen hours for every show. Yeah. You know, if if you had the math up, for how, if you averaged out how many you know yeah. kilometers we drove for per show. So and now we go to Europe and it's an hour and you're in a different next city of, of yeah, yeah, a different yeah, country, yeah. the next city of four million people. So it's it's definitely a little bit of a wilder world over there. Although I I love Canada for the space that we do have. And yeah, for the, you appreciate the it until you have to tour it. Exactly, exactly. It's a silly thing to make your day job, which we've tried to do, but it seems worth it. We're we're much better drivers than we are musicians. We always tell people that because we've we've definitely put in our hours on the road. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, have you guys been into the U.S. very much, or just Europe somewhere? Just, I guess, two times in the last year. We went for South by Southwest, um, I guess not this past March, but the one prior to it. And then we followed that up with, I think, seven shows in the States. It was our yeah. first time ever dipping down there. But. Basically all the way down to San Diego and back, and then we went into, what? Uh, New York. And New York and Chicago. New, New Jersey yeah, and Chicago. played some shows over there. And then, yeah, we just did another Portland run like a few months after that because we got the visas. So oh, right. I might as well go down. And, yeah. um, the West Coast is pretty cool, Seattle and Portland. So that's all stuff I'd never seen. So it's... It's, it's, a it's sweet like the Canadian part of the U.S. too. It yeah, feels honestly. like <laughs> the Pacific Northwest of the U.S. It's like American BC, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's beautiful too. The landscape yeah. driving through out there is that's a nice drive. Even we were like, yeah, we were down in California for a week or whatever, and then like when we got back up to Portland and Seattle, I was like, oh yeah, this is like starting to feel more like home again. Yeah, like like home. I, can, I can get down with this. Yeah. I mean, California is cool too. But. <laughs> but yeah, we haven't done the states as much as we'd like to. I'm sure that's going to come up more in the next while. Like I was saying, I think we've done Europe five times now, across Canada. A, a lot and then <laughs> the states only once so it was just getting visas and whatnot and we did australia oh we did australia <laughs> we did australia too yeah so we've been trying like i said we were retiring early we're yeah. getting we're trying to see as much as we can well well we can still remember it yeah <laughs> how did you find australia it was hot it was great actually it it's wasn't like that canada hot. but it's, it's hot, hot and everything it's kills you canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. tiny things that can kill you everywhere and I mean, it was really good. We basically just did between Sydney and Brisbane, which is like a 13-hour kind of range. And yeah. we only really played like 
I don't know, seven shows in two weeks or something. It was a pretty chill tour. It was yeah. nice. It was a little half vacation, and half Three days tour off in sure. Byron Bay and yeah. just like chilled. Went bodyboarding. Shark biscuits, they call them out there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good time. Uh, you guys mentioned that you played at uh, South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, assuming that you play festivals somewhat regularly, do you have a favorite one that you've ever done or one that sticks out a lot? Well, I guess for us, Edmonton Folk Fest is the most sentimental, and so we're we're really looking forward. We played there before, um, underneath like there used to be. A, there's a program called the School of Song, so it was like up and coming musicians in Edmonton got a chance to perform and showcase at the Edmonton Folk Fest. So we did that a handful of years ago, but this is our first year this year doing it on our own, and I, I mean I'm I'm already preemptively sentimental and excited about it. I think but, it's kind of like a homecoming. Yeah, that yeah. feels like the big home ice advantage. That's yeah. like that's we've been going deal. to that festival since we were four or five. So yeah, that's, I grew up. Around it's yeah. pretty special for us. Lots sure. of inspiration coming out of there for sure throughout the years. So. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to give back a little bit if we can. Do you guys ever tour with other bands? We've never done a big like big opening tour. That's one thing we're looking to get done this year. It'd be nice to jump on a handful of dates with a bigger band and, and have that experience. We've kind of been slugging it out just doing headlining tours of our own over the last couple of years and it's been working and, and growing slowly and steadily. But that, yeah. um, no, we've I guess we've just do handful Mike of Adele shows. opened up for yeah. a good like we did the he kind of did most of the North America part, probably like 80% of it. So that was like two months worth of shows. Yeah, we probably. had a guy named Mike Adele open up for us with his band, and that was that was really fun. The first time we'd ever toured in a van with another band, and that was a, you get six guys in a hot, close sticky van. Yeah, close quarters. <laughs> and you become family members pretty quick when you're sleeping on each other's laps, pretty much. <laughs> we, uh, we were driving, and we, Shay, unfortunately, we drove all through the night from Chicago to New, New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah. and... I didn't realize that was 13 hours yeah, away or whatever. We, we like, messed up. Assumed that everything's close. close, but yeah, it's not. And I took the first shift and drove from, I think, midnight to late in the morning, then traded it off to Shea, and then I guess within 15 minutes, just heard him screaming and swearing out loud, and apparently we we, we hit a huge turkey, jumped up, and kamikaze kamikaze itself on, on, the, on the windshield yeah, of our van. Yeah, I've had deer commit suicide on my car as well. Oh, that's terrible. I figure, like, you know, their dear wife left him. Oh, no, Deer yeah. jobs, I can't see And he's just like, you know what? Oh, man. There's Honestly, a car I'm taking. <laughs> yeah. That, this turkey had that kind of vibe going with it. Because it was just like, waddling I, calmly. I, I was yeah. watching this turkey for, you know, 200 yards or something like that. I could see him, and he hit his back turned to me. And then who knew the turkeys can try to fly? I didn't know it could fly at all. And he just launched oh, at the, he launched it right at the last second. Yeah, it was, that was wild. Yeah. He was, did not suffer at all. No, he didn't <laughs> suffer. It was quick. We caught all we head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know why I brought that. That was with Mike Adele. That's the only time we've ever toured with another band. It was it, it was eventful. It was fun. Well, speaking of, have you guys ever run into like a sticky situation while you're while you're on the road? <laughs> Actually, not we have, I mean, knock, yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> nothing little, too serious. Nothing too nothing, serious. We're pretty we're good at rolling with the punches. We've had a history of like having shit go bad, but not as bad as it could be. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. it's manageable always. And always at a time when we like have a little bit of time to deal with it. It's like, yeah. oh, we're in Winnipeg and someone smashes our window, but then like we have a day off after and we can go to, you know, get or the it gas fixed line. That was pretty bad recently. The gas line. That was... We were driving our van and Murray lost all power and and we realized that we were just pour the gas line in our van and broke it, so we we're just Pouring leaking diesel and gas, gasoline yeah. all over the highway too and. Could I mean if a spark would have been caught, that probably would have been bad. I but think I think maybe that's a sticky one, situation. Right? Yeah, we got out of that. <laughs> but then we were back on the highway in like an hour after yeah, that. It was, that was all like, good. It was yeah, all good. Super Didn't quick. miss the gig. Yeah. No. yeah. I think one of the weirdest ones was that we were in Winnipeg and and we had like we we had to drive from Winnipeg to Banff the next day. Oh yeah, Damn. this was a really weird one. And we, so we got up at like you know seven in the morning or something, and we we went out to the front lawn. 
to go to the van, and and our our van seat was in the on the front lawn. That's a bad sign. And so that's that's a really bad sign. And that's we, not where I left that thing. We we had taken. <laughs> Is that supposed to be there. <laughs> we had taken like a like a good chunk of like the guitars and whatnot in, and and snare drum, and you know the normal things that you try to take in. Uh, but there was there was like a nice amp and all my drum hardware and like all of our merch and stuff and all of it was just gone right at eight in the morning. We we're like, oh man, we got to drive to get this gig in Banff and like we don't know what to do. Stuff out. Yeah, and so and so we're like calling the police, trying to figure it all out. And then this the, the guy we were standing with, his neighbor comes out. He was a El Salvadorian man and kind of like in his broken English like tells us that there's a briefcase out in the back alley. We were like, oh, okay, like at the time we had our CDs in the briefcase, so we're okay, maybe maybe our CDs are there. <laughs> we go out back to the alley, and all of our gear and nicely merch stacked. are nicely stacked. stacked in the alley, yeah. waiting to be picked up by whoever broke into our van. I'm assuming they back for seconds. Yeah. Except yeah. the drum hardware, yeah. right? They Score. took just the heaviest, yeah. least expensive thing. Well, on our way to town, too, we saw somebody wearing one of our hoodies, like two, <laughs> blocks, two yeah. blocks away, and we're like, I don't think we sold that to you, so, <laughs> so we let them off the hook. So it's like stuff goes bad for yeah. us, but it's like, man, we got lucky, yeah. you know? Like, it could have been, been way worse. So much worse. So, uh, yeah, we're, I think we're pretty grateful for that. We try to put positive vibes out there as much as possible, and maybe we just are lucky enough to keep getting them back. But <laughs> Good karma. Yeah. Have you guys ever played, like, a venue that was not, didn't work out, and you're like, we're never coming back here? Ooh, that's a tough one. We definitely had bad gigs. I guess everyone has bad gigs. It's like a bad day at work, you know? We love what we do, but you can't, it can't always be good. I feel like a lot of the time it's usually based on our energy levels and on the, I guess, the capabilities of the people who are doing sound and whatnot. Is there a venue we totally we've, we've absolutely Over in Europe, band. we accidentally loaded into the wrong venue and got fully set up <laughs> until it was like, we were just about to start playing. The lady was like, wait a second, who are you guys? And she's like, you're not here for the open mic? And we're like, no, I thought this, we have a show. And she's like, oh no, you're at the wrong place. It's like two blocks away. So that was pretty funny, but... Nothing, yeah. no harm, no hard feelings. There's definitely band houses that I would never sleep yeah. in ever again. More so than bad venues, we've stayed in some really bad places. Yeah. But that's... Sudbury, I think, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I woke up and there was this graffiti above my, like, bed that said, Mikey got crabs here. With an arrow pointing right to Murray's head. I'm like, that's I was like, guys, I don't want to wake up. I was like, I can handle some stuff, but I'm never sleeping here ever again. <laughs> yeah. So, I gotta go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, I can't really, I guess, we've had bad gigs, but I can't really bad mouth venues too much. I mean, good on anyone for letting live music into their place, I guess. Yeah. There's, there's bad days to be had, but... <laughs> yeah. Venue owners have bad days, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Everyone does. Yeah. When you were, I'm sure you're up in hotels now, but when, like, when you were on tour before, were you always staying at promoter band houses, things like that? Yeah, we still do sometimes. Yeah, we still do. Yeah. Totally. It depends on the hangs, too. I mean, a lot of our favorite cities across Canada, we still just stay with friends, just for the sake of staying with friends. I mean... It's nice, it's a treat to get nice hotel rooms and stuff, and we, we play a lot of gigs in the mountains these days, and those are always like over the top at like a Sunshine Resort and stuff like that. We've done that for the last couple of years on, up on the mountain, and uh, we take those things and really live it up when we can, but often on the road... like the party. Yeah, okay. often on the, and often on the road, though, we just want to like see some familiar faces and have some home-cooked food, so if we can stay with buddies, we'll, we'll, we'll take that, but... Do you guys much, when you're like in Europe and Australia, do you guys get much time for like sightseeing stuff or is it kind of uh, a work and vacation not as, time? Yeah, not as bit. much as we'd like, I think. Yeah. I think after the last three month tour that we did, that took us, it was like, by the end we were like, oh man, that was a lot of music and not a lot of sightseeing for the amount of beautiful places we were in. It kind of felt like we were teasing ourselves a little bit, but that is the nature of the game, I guess. You sure. know, we're, we're out there to play Can't our music. Like, no, exactly. Yeah. We, did get, we did get a chance to go to the Hockey World Championships That's last, <laughs> last summer in That's Denmark. Spent a day trip. We had one day off out of like, I don't know. I think we, I think we were there for three weeks. And we had like, you know, one or two days off, and we spent it driving to Denmark and back. 
just to go watch uh, Connor McDavid play. When I was in Europe, uh, the NHL was opening its season there, so I went into Prague to see the game. Oh, right on the glass oh. next to the the goalie, the goal uh, judge, and he's Canadian. We're yeah. talking, and it was Steven Stamkos' first ever NHL game. No, oh, no way. I don't know if you have big hockey fans. Wow. Like, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm in I'm in Europe, and the NHL's playing here. That's sick. That's so sick. Yeah. yeah. Good on you. That was our, that was our mentality too over there. So we try to treat ourselves every now and then. And I think we went to like four or five baseball games on the yeah on the American tour. We went to a lot of MLB games. We just had a couple beers in the daytime and then go play the show at night. That was pretty sick. That was a good time. But we're still finding ways to keep it interesting. I I started taking an old film camera on the road with me for a while just to you'd look through things literally through a different lens and stuff and, and just find find ways to try and take in those moments because. They pass pretty quickly on the road. You get kind of complacent to it after a while, I think. So it's, it's Trip tough. on film at Instagram. Yeah, you can check me out on Instagram. I do a lot of that. <laughs> now, you guys got a show coming up here tonight. Uh, do you guys have like a pre-show ritual, something to get ready to get, get amped up for the show, anything like that? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're going to change up uh, We're gonna change up the set a little bit from what we played last night. So we usually just talk that over a couple times, make sure we're on the same page. We often so, say, know, cheers uh, a beer. one great rock show could change the world, yeah. or one great bar mitzvah or whatever we're doing. <laughs> whatever we're playing at the time one great set at North Country Fair but um, no I think we, we, we don't really we haven't really ever gone down that path of getting in a huddle and, and doing that kind of thing it's I think it's just chill. from knowing each other for so long it's kind of just like you know give a high five and go get it and yeah. have some fun so. do it a little loose yeah keep it a little loose that's cool um do you ever end up getting a stage fright or is that something you've ever experienced before oh yeah definitely I think all the time. I mean, it's. I, I don't really trust people who don't get a little bit anxious before going out in front of people and being vulnerable and whatnot. And I think it's something that I've definitely worked on throughout the years, but it, it didn't come very naturally. I think it's to some people it does, but I've always been I've always been nervous and anxious, and I think I've always wanted to do a good job and, and put our best foot forward. And I think the older I get, the more confident I get, and the less I stress out about those things and just go do it. And, and that also helps. It's the more we do it, the more I can find ways to enjoy it, I think, because you get rid of that stress and you're really just there doing it. I mean, who knows about tonight? 1 a.m., we, we're not liable for anything we might say or do, so it might not be as tight as we normally are. It might be a little looser for me. Yeah, loose screws, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's been getting easier and easier all the time, for sure. Like, at the very beginning, you know. Well, easier, I guess, yeah. Not easier, but more comfortable, I think. Find ways to embrace it. Yeah. For myself, at least. I mean, it is yeah. I guess, easier. But then we try to improve on other things and put on more of like a show and have more transitions in our music and focus that energy on on just putting on a better better show for people while still keeping it as honest and, and down to earth as possible. Because that's kind of our that's kind of our vibe at the end of the day. Have you noticed a, a big shift in how you operate together as a, a group since the beginning? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. maybe. Well, I guess we've all gotten a little that's, bit better at our day to day activities, but. We all have our flaws and we all have our, our pros and cons and the I three of us make up one capable human, we say. In some way, you know, I guess we're, we've matured, uh, but in, in a lot of other ways, it's like, it's kind of like we're still hanging out like we did in high school. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'd probably, we drink less, so maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Usually. I mean, the, I, the dynamic hasn't changed like a ton in the sense that, you know, we did, we're so comfortable with each other, right? It's, we're, yeah. we're brothers, we can be, we can feel alone when you're sitting right next to that guy, you know, it's... Yeah, it is. It's, a, it's in kind a good of a, way. yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's a special relationship in, in a lot of ways, and we're we're pretty fortunate that we were all kind of able to at a at a certain time in our lives commit to you know playing music and losing money and yeah. building building up a little bit of a business for ourselves and 
you know, eventually quit our day jobs and continue to do it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess we also, like, for the first several years, we were doing, like, every aspect of the band, like, you know, booking tours and sending out emails, like, mailing out CDs and whatever, doing all that stuff. And now, like, we have a little bit of a team backing us. So, in, in that way, yeah, like, that makes uh, the dynamic easier. has changed. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that stuff quite as much. Like, we're still, you know, our finger is very much on the pulse, but... We yeah, we've definitely delegated a lot of that stuff. We don't really well, like more to hands do. off the day to day <laughs> thing. Now we can just enjoy focusing on the shows and playing. Which actually, that I feel like that's where we should be spending most of our energy, anyways. But yeah. it's true. We had to. We went through a lot of stressful times of doing all that stuff that we didn't really want to do. We wanted to just play music and make music and share it with people. But you sometimes don't realize how much work needs to go behind behind doing that to actually get it into people's hands and into people's ears. So, I think we. We earned our dues a little, paid our dues a little bit. I'm sure there's a lot more to be done, and I'm sure we'll keep doing it. <laughs> still doing it. Can, still doing it. Yeah, yeah, still doing it. What's that transition like? Uh, going from having to take care of all that stuff, working a job, do your own marketing, and, and do all these other elements. Um, how do you go about doing that? How do you go about um, stepping from that that average day-to-day work life into something like this? That's tough, I guess. It started with just the right person. I guess our manager, Marco, just somebody we really, like, you know, we ended up having a relationship with someone that we really trust. Because for us, it was, we did build up this thing as the three of us, so it was very hard for us to hand off little pieces of it, whether it be even just like the day-to-day emails, because all of a sudden it's not coming from one of us. It's got to be from somebody who's representing us, and that, you know, you don't want to hand that over to just anybody. You want to make sure you trust them and what they're going to say and how they're going to represent you. And it was a bit of, it's definitely, it's an ongoing learning curve. We still just slowly are handing things and responsibilities off, I think, as it goes on. It took us like a solid year. Like he literally, he just wanted to do it so bad that he like worked for free for us for like an entire year, basically. We played his wedding and we just like, eventually we're like, okay, well, you know, we just have to start letting go of some of these things. Like There, there was a big, you know, like, we put in a ton of work and we were working really hard and then eventually we were, you know, all of a sudden getting flooded with more and more emails and it was becoming more and more hard to keep up with it and focus on, you know, music and playing and touring and whatnot. And so eventually, like, when that threshold hit and our manager came in, that kind of alleviated all that. We could focus on music again to the point where, you know, then we started touring and playing way more shows than we'd ever done. So it was kind of like a bit of a break in, in one sense to get someone to take care of the business side of it but you know we do more our busy. lives got way more busy because we were able to do a lot more because of it right yeah mm-hmm, absolutely and being that there is such a, a stigma against um creative endeavors there is like the starving artist or the starving musician image um it, it's pretty amazing when you can get to a point of making money from your passion totally. do you have any advice for people on how to start asking for that money i i'd say for us i mean it, part of it was about asking for the right amount for what you feel you're worth and whatnot but also i mean for many years it was about knowing what we are worth and and you know not getting paid as much as we would hope but knowing that it was probably pretty fair and then just taking that money and and reinvesting it back into the band making records with it making merchandise and and uh, I think just being disciplined with that I mean there's been a lot of times throughout the years where we had invested our own money like throughout record cycles when we needed we needed money to be able to you know have publicity and a marketing team and and you know scary stuff it's literally investing in yourself and spending money on ourselves that we have no idea if it's gonna come back and and I think just I mean, by doing those things as, as well as we can and making sure you kind of research it beforehand, if you believe in what you're doing, then I think you have to do that. Because if you if you don't give it the shot to succeed, which unfortunately takes money these days, then 
it's you know unless you and time it, and, and time, time yeah. a lot of time and patience so that's the thing it's like this definitely didn't it did not happen overnight that we don't have day jobs now I guess it was like five six seven years of slowly slugging it out and, and making records and making music and, and making more and more and reinvesting and and every year our people have paid us more to play shows and it's just like that's the progress you need to see I guess and that if you feel like you put in the, the work on the one side then you can ask for and you, you deserve it too and I think that's that's starting to be where we're at and now things seem I mean if we not to jinx it but if we can just keep making music and people want to keep bringing us out to play festivals like this and we don't have to have day jobs and I'm laughing that's kind of you know <laughs> like things are starting to, they're starting to pay off that's the dream absolutely yeah, that's the dream. it's a long time coming so, so I feel like we're just trying to enjoy every moment of it now yeah, I think we're just, we're really lucky that all of us have that same mentality, like so many bands, like, you know, there might be one person who's like, I need to get paid for every show, and like, I, you know, I can't invest my money, and we were just like, we were down to drive, like we said, like 13 hours to play a show that didn't pay very much, because we knew it's like, about building relationships all over the place, and, and also like, honing our craft, and yeah, and I guess a big shout out to the granting systems here in Canada too, like Alberta and Edmonton and Canada, we are really fortunate to have a lot of money out there for exactly what we're talking about but it's a, again it's a catch-22 because to get those grants you have to have already been putting in so much time and effort on your own to prove that you're worthy of getting this this money so really our, the advice is just to keep doing it and, and do it because you love to do it and there'll be times where it's like a bad day at work you're not going to enjoy it but it's better than <laughs> better than an actual bad day at work so. being that you guys are avid travelers you go on tour often I'm curious if there's a backstory to maybe a journey you had that led to the name of your band Ooh. yeah I mean I I guess it was kind of just like obviously there's that uh, the highway sign right by Hinton I see that sign all the time and I think about you guys. Yeah. Like, were they really named after the sign? Is we that were. It's selfless we were. promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we, we used to do that highway drive all the time, not up to the scenic route to Alaska, but by Hinton there and like just uh, seeing the sign and I think it's just like the imagery that goes along with it and kind of just the idea that like, you know, we were like at any time we could just like, you know, take this crazy Frig turn right and just yeah. like go do yeah. this like 40 hour drive up to Alaska. Like, you know, that's kind of always an option and I mean, I don't know how like much we thought about it as like a metaphor for our lives here, but it has kind of become one that we've we just committed to like kind of this adventure. And we, I guess, we chose it out of necessity. We were on our way to our first gig ever, which is in Swift Current, Saskatchewan. It was actually a band that we were playing at you know, the time called The Juice that got offered the gig, but the lead guy, who's one of our best buddies, and he's usually at the fair too, having a good time, but he's not here this year. But uh, shout out to Lev, but he he couldn't make the gig, and it was a well-paying gig, so we thought. Well, shit, I'd been writing a couple songs, and this is when I, at first, it was literally the night before the gig, I showed these guys a couple original songs I'd written, and we were driving to Swift Current, Saskatchewan, and we needed a band name other than The Juice, and we thought, let's just go with Scenic Route to Alaska, it's something we kind of joked about, like, in high school and whatnot, and that, it, it, yeah, I wish it was a more exciting story than that, but that's how it <laughs> stuck, and, and uh, we're actually planning, hopefully in the next couple years, to, to do a documentary, actually take the Scenic Route to Alaska, and to, you know, stop in a lot of the communities along the way, and, and just check out the arts and culture and try not to make it too much about ourselves but more about you know what this beautiful country has to provide and then kind of make a bit more of a all-encompassing documentary about it but we've never done the drive and one of the most asked questions in all the interviews we ever do is like a where's the band name from and b have you taken the scenic route to alaska so it'd be nice instead of just having to be like no it'd be nice to be able to give a youtube link and be like, yeah check this out. here's the video yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So every time i see it i'm just like i want to like, I know. like let's that's do kind it of the, that's kind of the idea i guess it's just about this you know 
it's an escape kind of, and I feel like the road less like, traveled. Exactly, and that's that's what we're trying to that's what we're trying to do. It gets pretty hard when you're in like non-English speaking countries though, and they're like, Whoops. what? Yeah, it Scenic, translates to like tourist like, routes, and, like in Germany, like or wherever. Like it's like they don't really, they might re- not really know what that's all about. So. It's cool. They probably think it's super deep metaphorical, so that's okay. I think we never really thought we were going to be like touring in Germany or whatever. Yeah, that wasn't really wasn't the idea. So. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so for listeners back home in Edmonton, uh, you're playing Folk Fest. Where else can they see you when you come through? What's uh, Do you have any t- uh, dates uh, lined up or anything like that? Nothing in Edmonton, I guess. It's just Folk Fest for the summer. And then we're doing Squamish out in, in BC we're in playing July. The- we're playing the Big Rock Barn Burner in Calgary. Oh yeah, with Tokyo Police Club in Mount Joy. That'll be a good time. That's That'll September be. 14th. That's September. So the Big Rock Brewery. You check it out on our if you go to our, if you go to our website www.scenicroutealaska.com. All our dates should be up there for the summer and uh, probably do something in the fall too, like a bit yeah. of a tour. For sure, we haven't got that planned it's out not yet. Not locked in, but yeah, we're gonna record a little new little record in in September. So that's kind of on the horizon. Is writing some more songs this summer and. And just like Murray said, we're playing on the weekends this year. No big tours throughout the summer, so we're gonna enjoy Edmonton for all it's worth, which is the summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've been <laughs> golfing quite a bit. We've been golfing more than we've ever been golfing. <laughs> yeah. Like fully retired, I'm telling you. Yes, but kids been bitching putt yeah, all the time. Should have got a membership. I've been so many times. Sick. Uh, do you have any social media that you want to throw out there if people check out? I guess we'd probably do the most of it. We don't do much, but we'd probably do the most of it on Instagram. I think it's at Scenic Alaska. Or is it Scenic Route to Alaska? I think it's the whole thing now, yeah. Okay, you check the YouTube. <laughs> you we'll find out. You'll let me know. Twitter, Instagram, it's yeah. all up there. You can Google us. Yeah, uh, it's all up there. Don't ask us these hard questions. We, yeah. now, we now show up before, before the, the sign. Before the sign? Really? Yeah, on oh, Google. We're bigger than the sign, sign now, yeah. But, our, but the acronym, I guess, SRTA, the Scenaritas still have that one online. Yeah. If, you, if you look up like hashtag SRTA, you're, you're going to find a lot of... Spanish ladies. Yeah. <laughs> One day. One You'll day. get it. Yeah, You'll we'll get, get it. it. Uh, great. Well, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Anything you want to do? Well, yeah. thank you guys so much for coming and doing this interview. It's been yeah, an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks, man. Yeah, Thanks definitely. Uh, I'll send those to you and we'll definitely we'll, we'll link back up in the city one time. Sounds good. Uh, from Cheerio.ca, I'm Jeff. And I'm Shandon. Uh, we're here at North Country Fair, killing it, and we'll see you soon. we got some more interviews coming right up for you. Stay, keep it locked right here. Peace. Peace. Awesome, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah.